Hello, welcome to the 99 Yards slash Draft Talk podcast. We're back with the end of season slash start of draft season slash Black Monday special for you to talk into before the playoffs kick off on Saturday. I'm your host, Brian, and joining us, we've got a boat full of 99 Yards and Draft Talk alumni, Duncan, Owen, Adam and Stu. How are you doing, guys? Very well. I didn't realise we were having a slash. You never know. You never know when Brian's hosting what could be happening. So uh, just wait and see what comes out of his mouth. Yeah, it's 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 weird having it. It seems like a bit of a mashup, doesn't it? You know, the, the podcast. So it should be should be good fun. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Good to have everyone together for the first time this season. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It should be an entertaining one. There's a lot of opinions to get here. A lot to catch up on for sure. Yeah, I'm just like an anchor man. I just read whatever's there. So if I put a slash in, I have to say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, plenty to talk about. It's been a busy few days in the world of football. Uh, of course, the NFL regular season finished. Uh, playoff schedule is set, uh, as is the majority of the draft order. Uh, so yeah, don't despair if you didn't make the playoffs because it's draft season, baby. Um, but yeah, uh, as well, unfortunately, of course, at this time of year, uh, as always, some head coaches have lost their jobs. Well, unfortunately, slash fortunately, um, however you want to look at it, um, which we'll talk on in a bit. But first, uh, last night, the college football season came to a dramatic conclusion uh, with the Michigan Wolverines defeating the Washington Huskies 34-13. Um, oh, and I'll come to you. I know you were watching it, doing some reporting on it. Um, was it as one-sided as, as the final score suggested? Uh, it, no, it was more one-sided than the final <laughs> score suggested. Washington were never really in it, considering they've had a pretty explosive offence all season. Um, it was just not there at all. Michael Penix was just pressured constantly, uh, which meant that he just, his normal accurate self, he, he just couldn't be. He was overthrowing pretty much everyone. They couldn't get anything going. Michigan very much well-deserved the the best team in college football and the best team on the on the night and now the questions need to be answered on uh, Jim Harbaugh's future which is uh, kind of the next storyline in college football. Well, this is the question: Where's he going, guys? Well, is he going anywhere? Is is the big question because Michigan have, have offered him a a huge five year, fifty five million dollar uh, extension, um, which is a lot of money even compared to what NFL teams offer. Um, so I think it's going to have to it's going to have to suit him down to the ground for him to leave. But if there's for the openings that we've got available, you'd expect someone uh, may throw the farm at him because he's accomplished everything that he needs to in college football. And the next logical step is for him to 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 go back to the pros. I mean, he gets paid a lot already, doesn't he? I mean, before even that, he's I think he just wants another bite of that cherry at that Super Bowl, doesn't he? I mean, he, he came pretty close with, with the 49ers um, back in the day. You know, I, I think that if he can do that, he, he's completed football, as they say. You know, he'll have won everything he can he can do. I think he's getting on. I think he's 60 now. Um, he's going to I think he's going to want that that another go to just see if he can do it. He can clearly get a team built up as well, as we saw with the 49ers. So it's it's on him to see if he can do it again. It's 
I think it's it's more managing up that is his, his problem rather than managing the team itself. But are there any coaches that have done that, done the the completion of of a, a champion, a college championship and a Super Bowl? I can't think of any off the top of my head. So it's definitely a cherry to have if you uh, if you get both. That's a good question. That is a good question. Pop quiz question, if ever I heard yeah. one. <laughs> That's going to be one we're going to have to research, i.e. We'll, we right Everyone's furiously writing that, that one down. Typing yeah. away. That'll teach me to, uh, to say things off the top of my head. <laughs> I was disappointed not to see him in his pale chinos last night. Uh, <laughs> most amusing to see him dodge the ice bath. I think one of his players copped it when he, when he dodged it. That was funny. Um, he got him eventually, though. <laughs> they, you can't um, escape the ice bath. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't see it all. I watched highlights. I I felt it was sort of turned on half time. That that interception on the first play after half time. You know, with with a touchdown, they would have drawn level, and maybe something could have happened. But they just fell apart, didn't they? In the second half, once that happened, uh, huge shame as someone follows the Huskies. And as uh, Owen said earlier on Twitter, we were, we were briefly chatting. They're going to lose a lot of players to the draft. Um, this could be their only chance for several years now, which is a shame because um, uh, they're a fun team with a cracking uniform. So it's good to see them uh, in, the, in the big game for, for a change. Yeah, so most of the teams that get, you know, Georgia, Alabama, even Michigan that, that usually get this far, they're built to to go again next year. They're used to yeah. losing, you know, double-digit double amount of players to, to the NFL. Um, Washington isn't built like that. So it's extremely interesting to see what they'll do next year especially because they're going to be entering the Big Ten they play Michigan again next year uh, and play a, a host of other huge names it, it could be a difficult season but who knows the, the injuries mounted up for them Dylan Johnson at running back uh, was injured going into the game he uh, had an injured I think it was right knee and left foot and then injured the other foot during the game. So he was effectively just playing on one knee. And then Michael Penix was holding his ribs the whole game after taking a after taking a sack. So it was just never going to be it was just never going to be their day after that interception. Like you said, Duncan, it was it was a huge turning point. When you think if they can get a touchdown here and they're they're within reach and then you, you could just you know the the life went out of the stadium slightly. You kind of knew what was going to yeah. happen. On the question of the three head coaches, there's three of them, if anyone wants to take a guess. Hmm. Saban. I've just seen, I'm afraid. Okay. <laughs> Could have made myself look very clever. <laughs> Save them. I've taken them in the comments up. for people who are listening. There's three head coaches who have won a national championship and a Super Bowl. Duncan should definitely <laughs> get one. Yeah. Oh, it's Pete Carroll with USC. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's two <laughs> other. Reggie Bush <laughs> and all that. Sorry. Blasted it out, yeah. Of course. There's two others. Leave them in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> what a tease. Well, there we go. Time will tell if uh, Jim Harbaugh heads to the NFL. There are currently six jobs available. The Raiders, the Panthers, the Chargers, the Falcons, the Commandos, the Condors, not Commandos, and I always do that, and <laughs> the Titans. I think that should be the new name. Yeah. The Washington yeah. Commandos. Could you imagine the logos you could get from that? Or the, uh, the outfits people could wear at the games. It'd be magic. That's it. And you'd never know for sure what if it was or not. Very personal. But yeah, so there's six jobs available, guys. And I'm going to put it to you. Uh, of those six, 
currently, yeah. I'm recording yeah. in about three minutes. There could be another one. That'd be typical. Just as we release the pod, no yeah. doubt. Um, there may well be another one or two, probably one. <laughs> um, but yeah, screw Jim Harbour for now. Which jobs would you guys like? Stuart, I'll come to you first. Where, where would you like to be head coach next year? Uh, I'm going to say the Washington Commanders. Um, commandos. Oh, Commandos. Yeah, we're going to rebrand. We're going to rebrand. <laughs> Another rebrand. Job. We're going to be the Washington Commandos for the eight, 803 brand in four years. Um, yeah, for me, I think you know, they, they had a pretty disappointing season, but it was a season that I think not many people were surprised where the Washington Commanders have, have finished up. They didn't have the roster that that was going to compete in that division and they traded away two of the main pass rushers during the season, Chase Young, Montez Sweat were both jettisoned, but I think they've got an, an owner, um, pardon the, the kind of Scottish turn this phrase, he ain't going to fanny around um, as the, as the, as the owner for the, the commanders, uh, Josh Harris. I think he's someone who means business. Um, he is already setting up a team to help, Look for that new head coach. He's drafted in a former GM, as we Rick Spielman. He's also brought in um, the guy from uh, who's been involved with the Golden State Warriors, Bob Myers. Um, obviously building that dynasty there, coming over from the NBA to help in the search for a new GM and head coach. Um, so the ownership group it seems better than they've had in a long time. Um, they have the most cap space in the league. Um, they've got a, a, a sitting at an eighty-six million dollar cap space for twenty twenty-four, which is um, seven million more than anyone else, even at that level. So they've got a good lot of cap to rebuild that roster. They don't have a lot of people on the books that you really are going to be considering paying big money for either to retain. I mean, the headliners in their free agents this year, Curtis Samuel. Eh, are you going to be bothered that much if he walks? Kendall Fuller, the cornerback, and probably Antonio Gibson's the next one. I mean, of all these people, are you going to be wanting to shell out money for them to keep? It's not a big deal. Even looking at the following year, thinking a big contract that they've got to save money for, they don't really have anybody either in the next coming years that um, I mean, the, the biggest coming up free agents the following year are Charles Leno, Logan Thomas and Jamin Davis. Again, so you're not holding back that cash. So they've got a lot of money to spend. They've got decent amount of draft picks. They've got the number two overall pick in the draft as well. You've got a hell of a lot to play with there to stamp your authority on a team, stamp your vision. You're going to get, a, you know, you're not going to have to be picking up other people's failures trying to work with their quarterback or whatever because you've got the ammunition to pick your own you've got a whole lot to work with in your division as well the giants okay who's going to see what's going to happen there the eagles although they are a good team they're an aging team and i think that they're just starting on that turn that they're going to have to start rebuilding the cowboys very good side but they can be erratic you just don't know at times what might happen with the cowboys saw and brian so in the next couple of years there's a lot of ammo to make the washington commanders a force in that division so that's a team i'd want to pick the other thing to consider is that you mentioned they've got a lot of cap space free they're also a new ownership group who are going to want to spend money and oh, yeah. really stamp as well so that not only have they got the cap space you'd have thought they're going to use it as well That's a good point, actually, because I was thinking 
the the franchise has been so down in the dumps for so long that you take all out of it that almost you're going to have to sell the vision of the commanders to the head coach if you're wanting one of the big names you know if say if like we just said about Jim Harbaugh if he wants to come over you're gonna have to sell him look this is what we can see in the future but with everything they've got and the money that they can chuck about maybe it's slightly different this offseason for the commanders absolutely and like you say with new owners out there he'll be throwing the cap money balls or the extra money that, that could bring in someone like Jim Harbaugh so um Duncan who who would you like to work for or coach. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm. I've gone for the Chargers, and in the last half hour, I'm rethinking it already. Um, <laughs> but it comes down to one thing: is that they've got their quarterback. Uh, a lot of people don't like him, but I think Justin Herbert is an extremely good quarterback, uh, and I don't think they need to think about anything to do with him at all. You know, uh, going forwards, you know, you talk about your commanders. They've got Sam Howell, who played all right. And they might pick someone in the draft, a, a Drake May, a Caleb Williams, and what are they going to be? They're draftees, you know. They could equally, uh, you know, not be very good as 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 they are good. So they've got Justin Herbert and a lot of playmakers around him already. You've got Eckler, you know, Williams will be coming back from injury. Um, I think they picked a new wide receiver in the draft first round last year. I can't remember his name. Um, Butch Johnson. Thank you very much. <laughs> good job, you guys are here, and. Um, and even on the defensive side, Cleo Max still up there in sacks and, and Derwin James as well. They've got a lot of great players already. If you want immediate success, which is what the league's all about these days, they seem made for it. And then I reconsidered because they've got the Chiefs, they've got the Broncos in their division. Um, and you make such a good point about the, the commander, commandos. <laughs> in the, you know, they... they, they I mean, yeah, the, the Cowboys and the, and the Eagles, they are strong at the moment, but you know, as you say, will they remain so? Uh, for the Chargers, it's going to be a difficult road because uh, they'll always be going up against Mahomes for the next 10 years. So, I, I like my pick. I think they're thereabouts. I think they just had the wrong coach. I think they could have done a lot better than they did this year. Uh, they're ready made for probably possible instant success. The Chargers were the team that that sprung out to me just because you have got that quarterback there. You know it's, it's there. It's not, not an asset that you have to try and find. But a, a lot of the big pieces they have are either under big contracts that you're going to want to unload or they are ageing players, particularly at the skill position point. So it's it's a case of how long that rebuild is going to be. The next year is probably going to be a write-off in terms of salary cap and, and what assets are going to be left on the team in, in year one. So it's it, it's a case of whether you want the quarterback or the skill position players, I think. Yeah, someone like your Keenan Allen, your Austin Eckler, how much longer are they going to be at the top of their game? Eckler's um, a free agent and yeah. won't be resigned. He's He's going to be gone because of the money he wants um Stu and I know that we both probably disagree what with what's been on it because I think it was the last podcast we did mm-hmm. it was a uh, um looking at the situation with the with the Chargers um they are in a hole and a half uh, they need to clear 40 million pounds with a cap to get under it for next year um it's it's a very difficult situation. The, the the draft picks have not been great. Free agent signings have been terrible. That's why they're cleaning house there. Um, I think it's very difficult to see success at the Chargers in the next couple of seasons because the aging players that you're going to have to get off the books. It was, it, 
I'm trying to think back. I'm sure there was like seven players that were taken up about 100 million pounds, 100 oh, yeah, million was, dollars worth of cap. Oh, there was it's Khalil. Ridiculous. The there contract. was Mac. There was Mike Williams, Keenan Bosa. Allen, Bosa, Darwin James, Herbert, and somebody and else. And then um, you remind me of the name, the the corner who has gone. JC Jackson is he's 20 million on the cap to play in New England. He's on a massive contract, didn't he? Absolutely crazy the stuff that's gone on there. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna need um, some real leadership to to correct things. And as well, I think they'll probably go for someone who's experienced rather than maybe someone who's new who can kind of take control of things there in Los Angeles. I take the, the original point though, Duncan. You obviously look at the teams available and, and half the teams in the league. If you've got a quarterback like Justin Herbert, you, you can make things happen and um, they're a pretty um, laid-back franchise. You, you, you're not going to need to win loads in your first year we're looking long-term. Um, so you can you can get away with no, a bit of a reset. Absolutely, some yeah. young, offensive-minded coaches who go, give me that, I can do mm. something with it. Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. Yeah. But you, you do, when you're taking the whole of it together, there's some other situations there. I think, you know, if I was I mean, in Ben Johnson, who's like the, the big name right now, isn't he, that everyone apparently wants Ben Johnson Am I picking the charges over some of the others? I don't know. There's two schools of thought, isn't there? Can you build yeah. a team and and then drop in a quarterback on mm. a on a rookie Absolutely. contract? Um, huge risk. Uh, or would you rather just have that quality quarterback already who's already taken up a load of the cap? Um, you know, two schools of thought, which equally, which one's right? Would, you know, depends who's running things. So if I'm... Ben Johnson in particular, and this was, he was exactly the example I was going to say. I think there's a, a landing spot ready made for him as long as he's willing to to hold out on a quarterback or, or find someone uh, slightly later in the draft. I'd, I'd be taking the Falcons personally. The amount of skill position players that you have there, he's, he could really have some fun building up an offense, it, assuming he wants to move from offensive coordinator up to head coach. But with Drake London, Van Jefferson as a, as a small time player, but B. John Robinson as, as well, Tyler Algier. Um, and and Cole Pitts just to get you started. He's got one hell of an offense to build there. The one problem is you don't have that quarterback. Um, so it's it's just uh, it's the challenge. They've got a decent secondary to build around. Oh, and I'm sure you can uh, elaborate more on on where the Falcons or, or why the Falcons are a, a tasty pick. Yeah, I mean, it's all because when you phrased it like the way you did, Brian was who would you like to be head coach of next season? Um, Oh, there's absolutely no way I'd like to be head coach of my own team. But oh, I, yes. think, <laughs> I think I probably I think I think the Falcons is probably the the tastiest of the landing spots just because of everything you've got and then assets that you have. Um a fair, fair chunk of space, still about 40 million left. Um obviously you need to sign your draft picks with that. So you know you probably half it to about 20 uh, to go out and, and sign someone. Um you're going to have to pick up Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts' fifth-year option, I'm guessing, and the same with... Um, which I'm phrasing here because I do think the the Falcons should explore the Justin Fields trade. If it's available, then you would be picking up his option too because you wouldn't be bringing him in to to not do that. Um, that's what's going to cost. Um, and then you've got the eighth overall pick for the about the 20th year running, 
um, the Falcons just live at the number eight pick at the moment. Is it th- You're also it's, hoping it's, that um, Jacksonville pick up Calvin Ridley on a contract because then right, do you get it? Is it a two that second, you get for that? Yeah, yeah. So it's currently a third. It'll go to a second, which basically I think you can package up for Justin Fields. I think maybe it's something like a second or a fourth, or maybe because the 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 Bears pick number nine, I believe. So. I was thinking maybe yeah. there's a pick swap involved, whether that you just they go to eight and then you go back to nine, a bit like the the Jets did with Aaron Rodgers. Um, there's something that can be done there. There's there's no doubt about it. If if the Bears are open to it, um, you do that and then you use that eighth pick on another receiver again, because although all the assets that the Falcons have used, an- another receiver out of uh, outside of Drake London, you probably can't name one because Van Jefferson's not going to be re-signed. Uh, Matt Collins is another special free agent. Dolphin special teamer Matt Collins. Yeah, he's a free agent again. So you could you could the, the the defense is already good enough. You and then you throw in two two names that you can get. I think that is extremely enticing for an offensive minded coach. Um, and a strong offensive line as you, well. Yeah, offensive line is decent. You're right. Yeah, I think there's a lot to like there. There's the one thing that's been the problem is is the quarterback and not being able to use the weapons, which the team already have and basically wasted money investing in because they're not being used. So, yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot to like there. But well, who who would you like? Which which team would you like? If you picked one, or just not. Oh, well, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I, I think the Falcons is the is the. I think if if I was just a, a coach, I think the Falcons is the most enticing team right now, just because of mm-hmm. what they already have. You don't really have to do very much on, on defense. Jeff Okuda is going to be a free agent. You could probably re-sign him. Fair enough, because he's not going to cost a whole lot of money, and you can draft a cornerback in the second or third, and no bother. Um, I think I think the team's set especially in a division which is pretty pants right now. Lots of drama, though, isn't there? Booting off with that last, last, last second touchdown. never boring with the Falcons. There's always something <laughs> oh, to whinge I'm, about. I'm going to say, I absolutely <laughs> love that last play. I don't care if Dennis Allen called it or not. Absolute <laughs> shit housing your opponents, yeah, your yeah, enemies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, that is like that's like some another out of a Jose Mourinho school of um, of coaching. You know, it's it's just funny, and the the fact that Arthur Smith went bananas at it. If you get the opportunity to do that to your rivals, why would you not do it? I think yeah, it's, it's just the, funny. The bananas thing, not defending Arthur Smith because he's been <laughs> crap for the last three years, but um, it's the fact that they were in victory formation. Oh and yeah, then there's mm-hmm. the the risk of injury and all. That makes that. it even but, funnier though. Yeah. Well, yeah, original. It's, it's because they're driving up the score, right? And you think it's, it's, I don't know whether it's because we're in this country and there's the driving up the score thing. I don't really get. Like, why would yeah, yeah. score as many points as you can? Like, <laughs> I don't have um, don't have meaningless plays where it's literally the point is not to do anything. Like a yeah, like, formation. If you don't like it, stop it. It's not none less polite. Really. Really. I have a football coach in primary school who, when we're whacking a team, used to say, "Oh, don't beat them too much. It's a shame." And we're trying to whack them. Oh, let's get another twenty goals. This is hilarious. You know, <laughs> I still haven't grown out of that mentality. I thought it was hilarious. That being said, it probably should have got Dennis Allen fired just because he clearly lost the locker room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing. And, the, and their strength of schedule was like the, the easiest in the NFL. The worst in still, the whole league. Yeah, they still mm. failed to make the playoffs. Um, and what are they, like 80 million over the cap? They've got the worst cap situation again. 
<laughs> uh, in the NFL. So, uh, according to uh, Spotrac, they are oh, minus seventy-five million. Wow. This is kind of where I wish uh, football was a bit like baseball in terms of if they were, if, if they would be absolutely going for uh, <laughs> with with the pitching next time. I wonder what the, what the next Saints Falcons game is, is going to be like after uh, after the end of uh, after yeah. uh, Sunday. Hate each other anyway. Yeah, tasty. Well, yeah, and that <laughs> it just makes it a bit more spicy, doesn't it? That's what we like. Oh, good stuff. So nobody nobody wants the Panthers job. God no. <laughs> really. <laughs> Tumbleweed there. He seems like a chilled out, reasonable guy, doesn't he? No, he might as well put a headset on him and let him call the plays. <laughs> and he's like his drink at a fan, isn't he? Yeah. And, yeah and, I, know, I mustn't say anything really. It might be coming from me. <laughs> you see the air, uh, though. He's a guy who bought a house for like 40 million to demolish it because he didn't like it. You know, it's just like an absolute mm. bampot. It's like it was also, it was also like so, someone that he worked with that he didn't like, or something yeah, so like that. Yes, he bought their house for like forty million to demolish it just because. You know, you're like you're just a twat. You know, it's yeah. just I wouldn't. I wouldn't work for him. Well, I probably would. If well, that's I what care. Wrong. That's <laughs> editing out the window. That's gone. Yeah. I thought we were going all right there. Stories always get let's aside. It's accurate. Is the is the quarterback good? Mm. Hung jury still in college. Mm. Oh, I, don't, I, think, I don't think you can blame him. I think there was no. someone on draft talk who didn't have him as a number one quarterback coming out that year. <laughs> I think there was two. It was only me that did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, I'll let you off then. <laughs> Thank you. And fair enough. But you're right. Uh, it's, it's, you, it's, can't, you can't look at the look at what's going on there. You can't yeah. blame him. It was what it was. You put, it was one of those where you have to put him in the right situation, as it is for most quarterbacks yeah. coming out of college, right? And it's just you just can't see it ever and, getting right soon. And no, and no offense, but if you, at this stage in your career, if Adam Thielen's your best receiver on your team, you know you're going <laughs> to struggle. I mean, Adam Thielen's been a great player, but he is—he's almost as old as me now. And uh, yeah, I think I think he wasn't set up for success at all, Bryce Young. Yeah, yeah. No offensive line, no weapons. What's the guy meant to do? Yeah, I feel for him though. By the time he, he actually starts his second season, we have like three or four different coordinators, you know, three different head coaches, and like including like how do you get any sort of stability? You know, even even with the lack of talent around you, that that's not fun. But we'll see, we'll see. Can change quickly in the NFL. Uh, right, let's look forward to this weekend's playoff matchups. It should be uh, should be good, looking good this super duper wildcard weekend. Um. The bookies have four of the games uh, within four point spread, which is uh, which is nice. Should be nice and tight. So, so we'll uh, we'll focus on them four for now. Um, Duncan kick us off the uh, the first game, the sort of uh, Saturday night for us in the UK. The Browns Texans. What do you think is going to happen there? Yeah, I mean, I was uh, I was assigned the Cleveland Browns to sell them as uh, how they're going to do in the playoffs. So I immediately thought, you know, you bastards. Um, I thought they were going to be one and done. That's all I mean. <laughs> but looking at them, looking into them, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of coming round. I know they're playing away at a really good Texans team, but they, you know, it's an inexperienced Texans team. They've got great players, you know, not just the quarterback. You know, you got Stingley on the uh, playing tremendously at corner. I really liked him in college as well. Um, they've got a really good young team. Uh, I thought they were shooting for the win, uh, playing at home. And they may still well be because the Browns, you know, the two best players are injured. Uh, the quarterback, the running back. But they played really well anyway. 
they are playing the sort of offense which protects that quarterback and also hides the fact that they're playing two reserve tackles. Um, two reserve tackles, but they still have the two, probably two best guards in the league. Um, their reserve running backs in Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford uh, are playing tremendously well. And, and names like David and Joku, who went quiet for a couple of seasons, I'd say, he's, he's having a, a fantastic year. Uh, they've got Amari Cooper. Brian knows all about him. He's a, he's a great player. They, they're playing very well to what they have. Um, they've got the best defence in the league uh, by some metrics, um, which includes Miles Garrett, probably the best defense, defensive player in the league. They've got a, as much chance as anyone else. Um, just a tidbit of information for you. Joe Flacco will pull ahead of Tom Brady uh, to have most road victories in the playoffs if they win this weekend. So... He's no slouch, you know. He's won a Super Bowl because Brady um, never played on the road. They're <laughs> <laughs> um, level at the moment. I think it's on seven, but uh, he could pull away. Um, he's a Super Bowl winner himself. They've got pedigree. They've got good players. They're playing well uh, within in the, within their limits. I'm I'm not disheartened by them as I was before I actually looked into it. It could be a good, really good game. I'll be honest, the, uh, reading the tea leaves from Ravens fan, from UK Ravens fans, I think the Browns are the team that, that they're the most worried about, just between the setup of, of the playoffs. And I think there's a bit of, we know what Joe Flacco can be like in the playoffs as well. <laughs> um, so there's there's just something, a bit of magic going on in, in Cleveland. So it's it's a very, uh, it's a decent chance of it happening, of them going to Baltimore next week. But we'll have to see, obviously, assuming they win, how the seeding sport. Their, uh, their defense is really, really good. They fly around the field um, in all, all three levels, really. They've got really top guys at each each level of that defense, and they work as a unit really well. They're really very well coached. Um, and I think, for me, I think that might be the undoing of the Texans is, is how, how well the Browns' defense plays. Yeah, the Browns are going to come. Well, apart from, obviously, they lost to the Bengals. On Sunday in a game that didn't really matter. Uh, they won the, the previous uh, four before that, including a win at the Texans. So I don't know if that means anything, but yeah, they're they're in pretty good form, and I, I guess I fancy them. But I guess we should probably give the Texans a bit of credit. What what a, what a season they've had, um, and I you know I think they go into this game this game with a chance. They've certainly yeah they've got a, a rookie rookie head coach or a rookie quarterback, but they're certainly not playing like it. And um, I know they've got a couple of injuries, but I think they'll give him a good. Uh, I think they'll give him a good go. Yeah, could couldn't you just see the the headlines? Everyone's just losing it for the Texans quarterback. You know, I mean, they they anointed him MVP mid season as a rookie. <laughs> um, I know that's changed hands you know, a couple of dozen times since then, but uh, I could just see in the media frenzy frenzy now. Um, it could go either way. It just shows what a good off season can do because I think it was. Um, Connor Rogers off the Stock Exchange podcast, which I listened to before, and we've had his co-host Trevor Sycamore on the pod. He said that they could have the head coach of the year, the coordinator of the year, the offensive rookie of the year, and the defensive rookie of the year because they have been that good. Um, considering we thought that they would be in for the number two or three pick again this <laughs> season, it's absolutely mind-boggling how how well they've been able to turn it around. I think I think they really kicked off things when. 
in, in the draft when they were really aggressive. After they'd picked Stroud, they went back again. And I think that just showed their intentions were actually not going to mess around. I think people kind of queried that, whether that was a smart move or not. But I think they thought, no, we're really going to start building something here. And it all really kicked off from there. Oh, people right. hated it. I was not sure I queried. They hated that. I loved it. I thought, you know, just go and get the best players. Why not? I'm surprised in, other teams are allowed them to Sorry, go mm. on, Adam. I'm surprised other teams have allowed them to do it. But the problem is that half the players aren't... Uh... Aren't healthy, um, or, or certainly in terms of their, their key players like like Tank Dell and uh, Rebecca and um, and, and CJ Stroud is, is only just coming back from injury himself. So it's, it's whether they can. Uh, both teams are, are are running how well they can play, and uh, Will Anderson was was uh, questionable over the weekend as well, I believe. Yeah, it's indecisiveness in the front office as as kind of got them into this situation where they were split between do they take a quarterback at number two or do they take the edge rusher so they just went we'll just do both then (laughs) and my word has it paid out yeah like you say imagine if it didn't and they were in a you know a similar position to, to the to the panthers but um didn't here they are right moving on the chiefs travel to the Dolphins. Adam, watch, watch the way around. on this one. Yeah. Is it? It's, oh, sorry. I've got a stupid Google when they put the... Yeah, okay. Whatever. Dolphins head over to the Chiefs. <laughs> um, That's the sort of uh, late Sunday night, early... Sorry, late Saturday night, early Sunday morning game. Um, Adam, what's your thoughts? We've completely thrown you there, Brian. Sorry about that. Yeah, it was um, oh, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I kind of wish both of these teams were playing someone else. Because we want to know what they're really like, and we're going to knock one of them out in the in this stage. The I'm, first of all, I'm, I know it's a weird thing to start with, but I'm curious what the weather's going to be like in in that game. Because if it's if it's crap, if if it's wet, if it's windy, if it's cold, I think the Chiefs are going to win because they've got a, a good defense, and I, I think the Dolphins' offense is going to struggle in those conditions. The Dolphins, they've had a fantastic season, but they have struggled when they've played against good teams. Dallas aside. Um, or nearly made a Dallas joke there, but I, I thought I'd, uh, I'd hold back. Um, the uh, so when when they played the Bills twice, when they played the Ravens, uh, when they played the Chiefs originally, the the, the offense hasn't fired. Um, it looks like they're going to have uh, the key players back. Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert didn't play at the weekend, but I think they could have played if they really really needed to. Um, but they they thought it was best to to make sure that they were fit for the the playoffs, which fair enough. But it's meant that you're going on the road rather than hosting um, hosting the Steelers this week. But then the Chiefs haven't been any great chicks either this year. They they've limped in the most unconvincing season possible to the third seed in the playoffs, um, in what was a relatively weak AFC in the end, and. You, you you just get the feeling, OK, they're going to switch it on now. They're going to switch it on now. They've got Patrick Mahomes. They've got Isaiah Pacheco. Travis Kelsey, admittedly, he's getting a bit old. Um, but it just hasn't happened yet. And as I said, if if the weather's OK, then maybe it's going to be a, a shootout. But I don't think the Chiefs can can handle the Dolphins if if the Dolphins get, get, um, get going on offence. It's just whether they can do that in the first place. Yeah, as it sound, might sound weird, but as a Dolphins fan of all the teams in the AFC playoffs, the Chiefs were the team I would have rather played out of any of them, which sounds really bizarre when you think they've got Patrick Mahomes. 
But the Chiefs have been really spluttery this season. They haven't really clicked on offense. They they played well on defense, but you just you mean they've lost games to the likes of Denver and all these kind of games, and they've just not been firing. I, I wouldn't want to play the Cleveland Browns because of their defense. I don't want to play the Texans because they're young and fearless. You know, they, they've they they've just got no fear. We're here for the right. Let's just go for it. Um, Bills just out of the question. I don't want to play the Bills ever again. Although we have to play them twice a year. I'm fed up with the Buffalo Bills. And I, I would not want to play Mike Tomlin in a playoff game either. So conversely, we're, we've landed at the Chiefs. Um, I still think the Chiefs will probably have enough because it's at home, but I think that's a team that we had would have a best shot at. But but aren't the Chiefs just going to start playing playoff football now? And I, I know it's it's getting. I don't know. They said that boring, all season. I'll wait till the Chiefs' offense clicks. It just hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. it's the playoffs it's, now. It's, it's getting late, thing, aren't they? Yes. It's the one team that I, I think they've got enough credit in the bank that you think they've 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 surely got something. If, if it was anyone else, like we're looking at, the, we're going to go on to the Eagles, and you, you've you've lost a bit of faith in them, even though they admittedly they went to the Super Bowl, but they've had had a a, a shorter time of of being a, a big team that's up there. But as as we said, they've they've looked. You thought they've got to click at some point. They've got to click at some point. But I think they've just lost a, a bit of their invincibility, a bit a bit like the 49ers um, on on Christmas night. You just you you don't have that unerring. Assurance that they're going to come through, uh, and and you, I I will probably back the Dolphins to win that game. But again, it depends if the offense if the conditions are right for the offense to to play, given how much speed is is needed in in that uh, on that offense. Such a good point, pointing out the weather because it's going to be horrendous conditions. Apparently, that they've they've scheduled the game for that time slot because it's going to be so cold that they couldn't have played it any later than 4pm Eastern that lows of minus five apparently is what I'm reading here and 20 mile an hour winds you would think that lends its hand to the running game right and then I would think that the Dolphins have the better running game but then Miami isn't used to playing in that kind of weather the coldest Miami game ever is the headline on this CBS article I've got in front of me right now um I, I, I can't call it, which is exactly what you want from a playoff game, right? Definitely, but it's not a the, the Dolphins running game is is good with with most of an Achan, but it's it's a speed running game rather than a, a punishing power up the middle running game. It's 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 kind of like the the twenty eighteen Falcons offense of a running game of it, it scores quickly. It's not you're getting three yards and you're wearing the defense out. So I don't know if it's going to have that same effect, even if it is the best way to to manage the game given the conditions. Yeah, Tyreek Hill revenge game as well. In the snow. Bring it on. <laughs> it's all right. They've got the big jackets and the big, you know, heaters. They'll they'll be fine, surely. Um but yeah, two uh, two good games for a Saturday. Exciting. Um yep. Uh all right, I've got you uh, kicking us off with Rams Lions. What what are your thoughts? Another good game. Uh, the the match Jared Goff revenge game. Exactly. Like it, there's storylines all over the place, isn't there? It's Jared Goff going back, Matthew Stafford returning to Detroit. There's hype videos going around that his wife's posted on Twitter. 
again, I'm not sure I can call this game because the Rams are hot. Who thought that was going to happen? Yeah. Thought, you know, again, preseason's like that they're going to be drafting a quarterback. They're going to be top five, six in the draft. No. Uh, Puka Nakua, the best rookie season we've ever seen from a receiver, breaking Jalen Waddle's record for the most reception. Uh, the, not Jalen Waddle. Um, CD Lamb's record for the most receptions, right? Or was it, was I think it was Waddle. Waddle? Waddle, and then um, it was the, the record for receiving yards from the 1960s. Um, unbelievable considering he was a fifth round pick. Um, another game that's just so so difficult to call. Who trusts the Lions in the playoffs? Not me, but There's something about who them, knows? Though, isn't there? Who knows? I I think. Sean McVeigh is still one of the best coaches in the league. Um, where he's got this team to be a playoff team, and I'll hold my hands up when we were doing predictions. I had the Rams taking the number one. That's what I thought of their roster at the start of this season. So I'll, I'll take a I'll take a loss on that one. But um, he's done a phenomenal job, and I think. He has ability to outcoach anybody, and I think that they may. Com- have the potential to bamboozle the Lions because Sean McVay is so creative in what he does as a as a as a play caller as a coach. Um, I think the Rams have the momentum going into this game, and and I I would have them slight favourites. I think it might be one of those games where who scores first. I think if the Lions score first, they can start playing with that freedom uh, that they play with uh, that that style. Um, Whereas if the Rams score first, I think they're going to grind it out, make it really boring. Um, and, and yeah, I, th- I think who scores first, who gets in that lead, could be extremely important in that one. I I agree. The Rams are are hot there. They're, they're probably the most interesting sort of proper wild card team. I'm not in, not counting the Dolphins in that because we they they should have won the division effectively. The Dolphins and, and Bills are, are both well known teams, whereas the Rams are, are sort of the true sense of a, of a wild card. So it'll be I, I back them. But the one thing is, I think Dan Campbell's going to have them ha, have the Lions willing to go and ready to go for a playoff game. I, I think he's one of the best coaches in the league at the moment. It's something of the the next generation coming through. But my big concern for the Lions is they had a dreadful week 18 in terms of injuries. Yeah. Crucially among it is is Sam Laporta, who's who's been key to their offense all all season. With I don't think he's going to play, although it sounds like he might have an outside chance of playing. Um, and I think their offense is really going to struggle. Jameson Williams is is currently out injured. I don't know if he's going to be back. And then Khalif um, Raymond, who who was filling in as the as as the next guy up, he he got injured as well. And I think that was a bit more serious. So who's left on that offense? If they double team Amon Ross and Brown, then I'm not sure what what the Lions have left. Can they just keep it close? And their, their defense hasn't been that good, so I don't think that game game plan is going to work for them either. I think the key player that a lot of people will probably make, I think Kyron Williams will be will be a key player in this match because they, I I don't think the, the the Lions have the greatest run defense in the world, and he's been really good when he has played. Um, I think there will be a lot of focus on Nakua and Cup, but for me, I, I played watching this game. I think it's Kyron Williams are running back. Yeah, yeah, running game uh, and and young players on the Lions. If they go behind, you know, head might drop. I think I think it's going to be an interesting one. Absolutely, but you're absolutely right, Adam. He will. Uh, the Lions will be fired up for sure. 
biting kneecaps and all that. Um, right, the final matchup we're going to talk about, it's uh, the Eagles heading over to Florida to play the Tampa Bay Packers. Um, the Tampa it... Bay Packers? Is this a new oh, team? Oh, the Tampa Bay. <laughs> we're rebranding again. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> It's not even it's a long day. It's been, it's been all right today. It's been all right. I don't know. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay booking. I might just get the Packers on the mind, maybe. But yeah, the Tampa Bay booking is. Um, yeah, Stuart, what what's uh, what do you think here? The Eagles lost a bit of steam, or can they can they pick it back up? They certainly have. The Eagles have lost a lot of steam. Um, I, I think this is a really close one to call. I'm not really sure what's going to happen in this game. I think there's. The there's obviously two outcomes, but I think it's either if, if the Bucks win, it's going to be a close one, but the Eagles could absolutely steamroll them as well. I think it's that 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 much of a a swing could be in the game. I, I have a sneaking suspicion the Bucks being at home, they might be able to just grind something out here against the Eagles who've been sputtering, and we've seen uh, Jalen Hurts has been hurt. He's got his wonky finger and. There's just been a few things the Eagles have just from going from I think they were ten and one at one point and they ended up was it eleven and six you know they're on a horrendous run things just aren't going the way and I I fancy a little bit of Baker magic I think Baker Mayfield might have one of those games where he's at doing what he does best Mike Evans I think will have a big game as well and I think that's where the the Eagles could be punished as at that corner position. I think that we're really seeing a downturn from their their corners, the the older guys now. I think Mike Evans might be the guy to punish them. And I think for me, the Buccaneers within with a three point game. How's that? The Eagles badly want their season to end, don't they? I think I think that it's, it's reached that stage, and they're in the playoffs. That's the sad thing about it. But it's it's just a wounded animal that sort of needs needs finishing. I think, unfortunately, at this stage, uh, the one thing I think that would be the saving grace is a traditional Baker Mayfield game, and and if he's if he's not uh, not on form and. and uh, turning the ball over but equally he's going against one of the worst secondaries in the league and, and defences throughout the season so it, I think it's going to be interesting but it, I, I don't don't back either of these teams to get particularly far in the playoffs for sure whoever goes this game I think it's going to be losing next week unfortunately I mean the Bucks being there and just just sort of Defaultly from a bad division, it seems uh, from some perspectives. But they played well. They've got you know they're still got great players. They're well coached. Uh, my mind goes back to the, the Seahawks with the, going into the playoffs with a losing record, uh, and then they beat uh, I think it was the Saints, a Drew Brees Saints team went out to the Bears in the next round, Jay Cutler's team. Um, so a long time ago. So there's yeah. Teams coming out of bad divisions aren't necessarily just going to go out and be bad. Uh, I, I do have hope for the Bucks, not least because I don't think I was mentioned it. Jalen hurts finger; uh, it probably still hurts. Really, um, <laughs> if the Eagles are going to win, it's going to be very interesting to see how he plays uh, with that finger. Traditionally, the team—I uh, know that the Bucks don't have a losing record—but the, the team that's that that four seed that argues that it should they should be on the road because they're they've won a really bad division. But they usually end up going and winning the playoff game because they have got the home uh, yeah. home advantage. So you mentioned about the Seahawks; it's happened at least once or twice, other than that, where they're they're massive underdogs. 
Yep, we will see. I was just looking at looking through Baker Mayfield stats, and it's yeah, he's either hot or he's not. It's um, it's, it's crazy. Um, he's either excellent or yeah, he's just not very good. But you're right. If he if he has one of them games, and it's like you say, it's certainly a secondary that you can you can have that game against. Um, they, they've got you've every seen, chance. You've seen that. You've seen these quarterbacks who are not amazing have playoff magic sparkle dust, whatever you want to call it. You've seen it. Mm. You've seen Flacco do it. You've seen. Eli Manning do it twice you know they've not been the best quarterback in the world and they just something happens in the playoffs could be Baker you never know it's going I to think take it's more than three field goals to beat the Eagles <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit I'm not, not saying Flacco was the best quarterback in the world but when, when you've got someone who's steady but can get to that sudden level in the playoffs compared to Mayfield who can be again right under the bottom sort of thing he's he's that bad at times and, and very much not as uh as brian was saying in, in the hot or not example so it, it's it's a bit different when there's that much of a variance in the quarterback play i think we'll see if he wakes up feeling dangerous that was him i think i think so yeah it's terrible it just, it just shows how badly you sometimes hold on to people you like before they were drafted I'm still holding on that Baker Mayfield is is going to come good yet. You know, that's years proven he isn't. But it, it, you do hold on to these players that you did like prior to the draft. It's... Oh, he was a horrible player in college. I hated him. Just <laughs> the same way you do, though. Like, he's had a decent enough career that you can take yeah. that one. He's turned the corner. He's not such a douchebag as he was. <laughs> Stopping the commercials these days. I like he, them. He's... I'm all right. At least he was better than Sam Donald, but there's no way he was the best of those five quarterbacks from the from the first round in 2018. No, but that's that's the magic of the uh, the NFL. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, but yeah, have you mentioned it's uh, it's draft season? How exciting! Um, us draft talkers will be uh, kicking in with much more regular pods. Um, oh, and we've got a bit of a special one coming up soon. Trying to give the guys a, a sneak preview. Yeah, so we've got the the majority of the the picks locked in at the first what nineteen picks we'll we'll have at this point um, locked in. So we'll we'll do a mock draft next week, um, looking at, at where we where we currently stand. Obviously, we've got the the playoff teams to to figure out, but we can start thinking properly. We're not looking at scenarios anymore. We're thinking what could actually happen rather than what if. Um, so yeah, it, it, exciting draft season is well and truly upon us. Which will all change when the Bears trade or don't trade the first pick. Oh. Yeah, true, true. There's got to be so much film. talk about that until it eventually, inevitably happens. Well, not happens. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's all we've got time for. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, do enjoy the Wildcard Weekend. Look forward to all the other pods. And uh, that's it. Take care. <laughs>